Copper Shores Community Health Foundation is excited to announce its Community Recreational Facilities and Resources Request for Proposals is back. We have $100,000 marked for this and can't wait to see what our community does with it. Previous projects include improvements to trails in Copper Harbor, Chassel, Calumet, and more, improved facilities in Lots, Covington, and Greenland Sled Hills, and at the mouth of the Gratiot River, and creating more accessible recreational opportunities at the beach in Ontonagon. The deadline is March 11th. Learn more at coppershores.org grants. Once again, good Sunday morning and welcome to Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation. You'll find them online at coppershores.org. We are, as this broadcasts, about a month away from the Copper Dog 150, the big sled dog event coming back to the Keweenaw Peninsula the first weekend in March. We hope, because by golly, it has not been a good couple of years for dog sled racing in the Upper Peninsula, and our friends down at Tequamanon have certainly struggled to get their events in but uh, we usually are pretty well set for snow by the end of Mar- uh, end of February and March. I welcome in from the Copper Dog 150 uh, Chrissy Tepsa is here. Hi Chrissy. Hello. And Tony Shepard the trail boss joins us for the program this year. Good morning. What does a trail boss do? Um, I, I'm kind of in charge of the trails. I go through ahead of the race and I set up all of the signs and I come through and make sure, you know, the trails are in good condition. We don't have any trees down or, you know, any obstacles out on the course. And Signage has to be really important because a lot of our mushers aren't familiar with this area. They're out there in the middle of nowhere. If they jog left when they should jog right, they got a problem. Exactly. That's why we really stress on marking it very well. And so far we've had really good luck. We've only had a couple of minor mishaps in past years where somebody missed a corner or but in general, I'm usually told that everything's marked really well and the mushers are happy with it, which is what we strive for. Well, and it's one of the things that has been the hallmark of this event really from the start. I'm dating back to year one when I was involved with it. Uh, year two, I had mush- we had mushers come back and they were telling me the race was so well organized last year. I'm thinking it was the first time we did it. <laughs> but they really appreciate the effort that goes into this race from the people who work year-round organizing it and also the volunteers who come out to help make things work during the weekend so this obviously reflects on you guys out on the trail because they don't come back if the trail stinks no no and i i'm very very fortunate i got a really good trail crew everybody puts in a lot of hard work and everybody i've had most of my guys have been with me for quite a while now so they kind of know their role and what needs to be done and like last year we had to make some changes last minute on saturday night and my guys were right on top of it instead of going over brockway we had to reroute the course yeah back yep. and so we had to change the signs and but it, it got done taken care of and went off without a hitch and we have had instances where we've had to reroute the trails because of snow conditions. Uh, even year one, we had to end the race early because the snow was was meager at that point and yes. was melting rather quickly. So you have to be prepared. Uh, do you do you have trouble spots that you kind of are aware of that you watch closely, and then have a contingency plan in place? Uh, we got a couple of areas like Brockway is always kind of a hit and miss last year we were planning on it and i believe that was the first time we were going to do it since 2014 it had been a while i know yes and i mean it it was in decent shape for the most part but we had some bare areas so 
for the safety of everybody involved, we rerouted it. Just, I mean, that's our main concern is that everybody's out there safe. Well, and I mean, I read about the Iditarod where it turns out there are a lot of areas that are bare or nearly bare because Alaska, central Alaska, doesn't get the kind of snow that we get. Right. And so there are those areas that uh, mushers are used to. I, I hear stories about them pushing the sleds along and running along behind. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons they like coming here. They don't have to do that very often. No, no, we try to take care of them. A few years ago, we had some trouble spots like down in Trap Rock where a bunch of guys got together and we made some makeshift bridges to get them over to water that was flooding out of the river. And, you know, it's it's just a big team effort. I mean, it takes a lot of people to get it done. And I said, I'm pretty fortunate my guys are on top of it. And we are the last significant sled dog race in the region, partly because we get so much snow. If others get melt, we hopefully still have some left the first weekend in March. Um, but we're kind of the last one in. Last one in. So we do face sometimes that warm weather and the the melting out on the trails and such. So uh, I know that you and you guys, you I know you work very hard on it. I see you guys at work every year as I've been involved with this, and certainly appreciate all that you do to make this happen. So. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Chrissy, some of the things that are coming up in this year's race. The first thing I noticed is our finish is back in downtown Calumet. Yeah, we're back in Calumet for the finish. The people are going to be happy about that. I have, I think that's the biggest question I've had over the last several years. When is the race coming back into downtown Calumet? When is the race coming back? And I said, at that point, I said, I don't know if it is. There, you know, there has been a little bit of uh, issue with closing 5th Street off for the entire weekend. There are merchants there who need business, they need parking availability and such. And I thought, well, once they moved it out to Eagle Harbor, maybe it wouldn't go back to Calumet. But obviously things have been worked out. Right, right. And part of the plan was we needed to have a plan to utilize 5th Street throughout the entire weekend. We couldn't just leave it shut down and not have anything going on. So now we have plans in place for activities Saturday and Sunday morning now. So that hopefully will draw people into town. Right. Which, you know, the, the merchants who are, you know, they pay the downtown taxes. They're helping to support this this whole adventure. We want to make sure that they are well taken care of. Right, right. So, yeah, Saturday's packed full with events and Sunday morning is now too. What do we have planned? So we have a weight pole known as the copper pole. What is a weight pole? So that is... Um, so usually you can see how fast are the dogs run. So this you'll actually see how strong they are. It's it's one dog that is attached to a, a different type of sled that has weight put on it. So this is like a tractor pull with dogs. It is. It okay. is. Yep. So there's a couple of different classes of dogs, um, and there's three different matches. So there's two matches on Saturday and one on Sunday morning, and basically they get blocks of cinder blocks put on their sled in 35 pound increments and it's, it keeps adding on until they can't go their 16 feet. It's a 16 foot sled that they have to pull. Does this frustrate the dogs when they can't do that? They, I, would, I would not like being hooked up to something and having to pull blocks down a snow road myself. But. Well, evidently this these types of dogs, they, this is what they do. I mean, we have some mushers that race and then they also will do the weight pull competition, but there is a specific type of dog that, that does this weight pulling. Well, and, and we have seen in the race over the years, we've seen Malamutes 
who have come in Malamute teams. And Tony, you're familiar with those guys because they're very slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. They always finish well behind everybody else. Malamutes were bred for pulling weight, not mm-hmm. for speed. And so I think there are a lot of people who don't understand that they're, this is like horses. There are horses built for speed. There are horses built to pull weight. Mm-hmm. They're up in Alaska back in the days when this was essential. There were dogs that were bred to pull weight because they were loading freight from place to place. Right, right. And from what I understand, um, there's two types of classes for these races or for these weight pulls. And there's there's like a professional class and there's like a beginner class. And the beginner dogs, they can pull six to 700 pounds. And the professional class Really? Yep. And the professional (laughs) class is well in excess of a thousand pounds that they one dog yes oh my word yeah so i'm learning a little bit about weight pulls and these are some strong dogs (laughs) (laughs) i'm impressed i mean i mean we've known how strong these dogs are anybody who's watched the start of the race and seen our handlers at the gate (laughs) trying to keep those dogs from running out ahead of schedule knows how strong these dogs are and it's just stunning to me because they're such they're, they're, they're small, they're wiry, but boy, they're strong. Yeah, they are but strong. But 1,000 pounds? Really? Yep, yep. In the, yep, the professional class in excess of 1,000 pounds easily. Oh, my word. So the public is going to be invited out to watch this. Yep, yep. So there's three matches. So the first match will be at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. They'll do like a judge's briefing, and then they'll decide which class the dogs go in. So the weight pull itself starts at about 9.45, 10 o'clock. Um, and then there'll be the second weight pull is a night pull that starts at 5 o'clock. Does um, it make a difference if they do it at night? Nope, nope. And you can, <laughs> the dogs can do all three matches. They can do one. You don't have to sign up for all three. Um, but the night pull should be kind of interesting to, to see that yeah, downtown. I, yeah, I would think so. And, and should be a lot of fun. And we hope that a lot of folks will come out. Yeah. What else do we have planned then that weekend? So we have on Saturday a kids copper dash. Uh, you, this is the one time during Copper Dog that you can bring your own family pet downtown for two hours. Okay. So you bring your family pet. Well, they'll hook you up on a sled, harness up the dog, throw a helmet on your kid, and they send you down the chute for 75 feet. So your dog, your your chihuahua can pull your kid on a sled. <laughs> I mean, you got to bring something that's going to, you know, be able to handle it. Yeah, the Pekingese <laughs> is not going to work out. But if you've got a dog, a Great Dane, or if you've got a, a German Shepherd, I suppose, a, yep. a good-sized dog, and, and, and a, a small child. Yeah. Well, it's for 4 to 8, okay. and 9 to 12 is is the race, or the ages for this kid's race. Now, the dog's... Is there some experience with this? Because if I was a dog, I'm not. Sh- I, I might be a little confused if you hook me up to a sled. I, obviously, our regular dogs are trained for this. Right. But if a dog has never been trained for this, will he know what to do? Well, I guess we'll we'll find out. <laughs> I mean, we need volunteers to help out with this. You put um, Scooby snacks at the end of it to try <laughs> to entice them yep. down the. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Hopefully, they know. Figure out they're going to be in the in the shoot. So, and there'll be people at the end. Hopefully, we have volunteers that sign up for this job. At the end of the seventy-five feet, where you kind of help catch that sled and. <laughs> well, let's talk about volunteers. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Chrissy Tepsa and Tony Shepard from the Copper Dog One Hundred and Fifty. Let's talk about volunteers while we have an opportunity, and while you've mentioned it here, it takes hundreds of people to make this work. It's actually, I double-checked on the website, there's 668 
positions for volunteers to sign up for throughout the weekend. And we need folks to do that. And in some cases, there are people who fill more than one role. Right, right. Uh, but we need people to do this because, and as I mentioned earlier, the mushers are so impressed with us. It's one of the reasons that they keep coming back. They tell me this. They love the volunteers. They love the care that we put into it. They love the organization of it. And that goes to every one of these volunteers that fills these 600 plus jobs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're the ones that help along with Tony's trail crew. They're the ones that make it a safe race. Yeah. So what kind of jobs are available and what kind of jobs are we in particular need of filling? Are you aware of at this point? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much all of the jobs are, we're, we're filled up about 60% on Friday and mid 40s for Saturday and Sunday. So pretty much every job has some kind of opening left yet. Um, trail crossings, uh, helping, helping get across the roads. Those, there's a few that don't have anybody manned at them yet. So we need trail crossing guards. We need to have those set up because we have no right to cross the street. <laughs> I've explained this before, and Tony, you know this out on yes. the trails there. Yes. Uh, when we come up to a, a, a road crossing, it is the obligation of the musher and the dogs to stop and wait for any traffic that's coming through. We don't have the authority to go out and stop traffic. And so they have to be stopped until they have the opportunity to go across. We need people there to make sure that those teams are stopped. And we talked about how much those dogs like to run and how strong they are. It takes some bodies to get them stopped to wait at the side of the road. It's extremely important for safety. There was a tragic incident in the Marquette race a few years ago where that went awry and a dog was killed mm -hmm. at a crossing. And we've never had anything like that, no. but we don't want anything like that. Right, right. So we need a lot of crossing guards signed up. There's a lot of positions for that, just ensuring that safety across the roads. There's dog handling. If you want to get into dog handling, <laughs> that's a that's a little tough position, especially at that start on Friday. But there's there's those jobs. There's also the jobs for for Saturday and Sunday at the weight pull and the the kids copper dash. Yeah, and those are going to be really important because this is the first time we've done this. Right. And so everybody who's involved in that is is doing it for the first time, and a little flexibility may be required. <laughs> and but I, as I say, many hands make light work. Right. And if we can get some people out there who can kind of oversee this and have some fun with it and roll with it because uh, heaven knows what might happen if you get somebody's German Shepherd out there trying to pull Johnny down the... <laughs> we don't know what's going to come out of that, but it's, right. it's going to be a lot of fun. And I've been a volunteer with the Copper Dog since year one. It's a great group of people to work with. And I always have fun doing it. And I, I see people there every year that I only see there every year. <laughs> yeah. And I remember them and they remember me and we have conversation. It's really almost like a family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if somebody wants to sign up, how do they do that? Uh, copperdog.org. There's a volunteer tab. You can go right in there. If you don't have an account, sign up for your account. Once you're in, you can see all the different jobs all the different time slots for all the days, the descriptions, the, the length of time for the jobs. It's all nicely laid out. Yeah, it's a great system for signing up. And you can sign up by yourself or if you, are, if you want to do a crossing, in many cases, these are groups of people. 
who sign up a group of people from your church or your, your family, if you're involved in a social club or some type of organization, we love to have them come out. And those people have great times. I see them setting up barbecues oh, and yeah. tents. And <laughs> yep, setting <laughs> up a little fires. And... Yeah, they, they're serving stuff, and they're, they're feeding the mushers as they come through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it's really can be a very, very good time doing this. Oh, right, it is. You know, and a lot of times people are hesitant to sign up. But once you sign up and get your group out there or get your family out there, you'll, you'll get hooked and come back again. Yeah, I, it hooked me. I remember Tom Tickenden calling me saying, we're doing to do this thing and we need we have no idea how it's going to work, but we need somebody to announce it. Okay. <laughs> and here I am 15 years later, <laughs> still in the same job that I had when I started the whole thing. Um, it's really a great event and a wonderful, one of the things that caps off our winter season. For sure. Here in the Copper Country. There are tons and tons of local businesses and individuals that also support this financially as sponsors. Are we still open to adding additional sponsors? Well, of course. We'll always take new sponsors. Well, I don't know if you get to a point where you say, okay, we can't take any more for this year because we have to give. You get credit on the website. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get a banner. Yep. That's uh, on the sled. Uh, you can get a banner that's up along the side. At some point, those have to be ordered. They do. And, you know, there is a cutoff for some of those things. Um, I don't particularly know what the cutoff is, um, but you can always... Do it. Yeah. Sign up sooner yeah. rather than later. Go to the Copper Dog website, and there's information there about how you can uh, get involved with that. There is, obviously, behind all of this, besides the 660-plus people who are going to fill jobs over Copper Dog Weekend, there is a year-round group here. There are people who are day two after the Copper Dog <laughs> ends starting to look at what's going to be happening next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a board of directors. There are people who work on this. If somebody wants to get involved at that level, if they'd like to consider serving on the board or get into one of the, the, the upper-level positions, how do they let you know about that? Um, I think you can probably go on the Copper Dog website. There is an information button on there. You can you know, call. There's probably a phone number on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You go, get a hold yeah. of somebody that's already on the board and tell them you're interested or yeah, there's believe, a messenger believe me, chat. If, if, if you get in touch with anybody on the board and say, I'd like to be interested at a high level, they're not going to say, oh, gee, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to say, oh, good, and our next meeting is such and such. Right, yeah. right. Come on in. The start will be done pretty much as usual again this year. It'll be that Friday night, the first Friday in March, downtown in Calumet. Yep, 7 o'clock start. And we'll start the pre-race activities about 6.30 or thereabouts, and we try to make a big deal about it and, uh, and, and get everybody off and running professionally. We have four races again this year? Correct, four races. And the four races are? There's the Copper Dog 150, the Copper Dog 80, the Copper Dog 30. Those all start from downtown Calumet. And then our fourth race is the Copper Dog 15. That is Saturday in Copper Harbor, and I believe that starts at 3.00. Yeah, that's uh, and check the website. The schedule will be up there. That has become for me kind of a fun race. It's an out and back, is what yep. it is. And as I continue to learn about this sport, I learn that there are dogs that uh, excel just like runners in in a track competition. There are people who do sprints, and there are people who do long runs, and there are dogs that do long runs, and there are dogs that do sprints. And that Copper Dog 15, they, we get some times out of that. Oh, those, yeah. those little guys are fast. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and, and that's the one race that you can go to where you can see the start and stay for the finish. Yeah, yep. 
because all of the rest of them, you, you can go to Copper Dog uh, start on Friday night in Calumet. The 150 doesn't end till Sunday. The 80 doesn't end till Sunday. The 30 does end that night, but not in Calumet. Correct. So you're going to have to drive to another place if you want to see that finish. But I would encourage people to come up to Copper Harbor on that Saturday and see the Copper Dog 15. Because it is, it's a sprint out, it's a sprint back. There are a lot of people in that race who are very accomplished. There are a lot of newbies in that race. There are. There's a lot of newbies all around for Copper Dog this year. Are there? Yeah, I haven't looked at uh, to see who's been signing up. That's one thing that I've always appreciated about the Copper Dog. We get some very experienced mushers here. Mm-hmm. Some very good mushers. But we've always been able to keep it available for people who are just getting started. We get new mushers each year out of Michigan Tech. Mm -hmm. The mushing club at Michigan Tech that Tom Bauer is so big at at supporting and has been such a a supporter of that. Every year I see new people, oh, from the mushing club at Michigan Tech, and they're trying the 30 for the first time or the 80 for the first time. And they go out, and they don't have a prayer of winning, God bless them. Oh, you never know. Well, (laughs) but but it's not about that. I've talked with the mushers, and I said, this is a lot like distance running. You sign up for the canal run, you know you're not going to win, but you run against yourself. You say, how can I do better than I did the last time? How can I achieve a milestone that I haven't before? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we have some top-level mushers who come in who are going to be contenders. We have a lot of people who aren't, but it's great to see them. And they have wonderful experiences, and they lend so much to all of this. And I'm so glad that we have not gotten to the point where they're not welcome. Oh, everybody's welcome. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Even even the occasional Malamutes, (laughs) which keep you guys out late at night, and they they come through. There is a team of Malamutes again this year, too. Do we have another team of yep. Malamutes again this yep. year? And you, you know they're going to come in last <laughs> because everybody else will average 9, 10, up to 13, 14 miles per hour. The Malamutes will average about 7.5. <laughs> they're not built for speed. They're built to, built to pull 1,000 pounds down a sled <laughs> in, in, in Calumet. So the race will start then in Calumet. Last year we ended the eighty on saturday mm-hmm. we're not doing that again this year though no they are going to have a break on saturday and then they'll start back with the 150 on sunday and finish in calumet with the 150 so those races will both end in downtown calumet the the 50 uh, the 150 and the 80 will end in downtown calumet on sunday afternoon we encourage everybody to come out it's really fun to watch them come in i'll try to announce them in as best i can then we have to try to figure out who actually won <laughs> because it's not like they all start at the same time they start it's a staggered start with the slowest times first right. so it doesn't drag out too long so Tony and his crew don't have to stay out until you know 10 o'clock at night to get this in. And we've compressed them in pretty well Oh yeah, for the sure. last few years. Yep. The, uh, the finish is fairly compressed. Uh, the first person in is not going to be the winner. At least rarely has that. I don't think I've ever seen that been the case. But uh, the winners will come in, and we have this wonderful timing system (laughs) that Kiko and his crew have set up. Oh, yeah. So we'll know when the winner comes in, and we'll be able to make that announcement. And we encourage people to come out and, uh, again, get involved in the race this year. If you've never been involved with the Copper Dog, I've told this story before. When I was first asked, I thought, if you hook me up to a sled... And send me out and say, okay, you're going to go out and run 35 or 40 miles. 
I'd be saying, uh, no. The dogs love this. They do. The dogs love this. I thought this was maybe an abusive situation. I thought maybe this was a situation where, where, you know, the dogs were being prevailed upon and, and would be, and it's not the case at all. I see the way these mushers handle their dogs. They love these dogs. Absolutely. One of the stories I always tell is back years ago when we were still running over Brockway, me and Walt Kiskala were up there, man, in radios one year and unbelievable how impressive it is they ran to the top of brockway mountain we were having to hold up snow fencing and everything because when you get to the top you got to make that right to go back down towards eagle harbor they were coming so fast at the top of brockway that they were wanting to go straight towards the old souvenir shop i couldn't imagine (laughs) running up that hill and still having energy at the top like that i mean you should have seen us trying to get them directing them down the other side i mean they they were coming at us Well, you watch them when they come in at the finish, and they've just run 35 or 40 miles, and they come in, and they go across the finish line, and they stop, and for a moment, they go, and then they realize, hey, we're still hooked up to a sled, and they start barking. Can we go again? Can we go again? Can we go some more? They love doing this, and frankly, that's one of the brightest spots of this is just seeing those dogs, and we've got to wrap this up here, but we encourage everybody to get involved in the Copper Dog 150. Check out the new events planned for this uh, Saturday and, and Sunday for the Copper Dog Weekend in downtown Calumet, and get involved, volunteer, go to the website, and Chrissy Tepsa and Tony Shepard, thank you for coming in. Look forward to working with you again this year. Thank you. Thank you, Todd.